Bonjour, film lovers. Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 720-6-NERDS-5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also, email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, officially the official podcast of all your movie needs. I am Ryan. With me is Brad. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Every week we see a new movie and podcast our experience to the world. This week I did a dickhead move and changed the movie after we already decided what we were going to see. This week uh, is Terrifier 2. Stay tuned because we will play the trailer. Reco- well, first we'll recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then uh, spoil the movie. We'll also talk about the big movie news of the week. And I'm going to do a new segment because it's my show and I can do whatever I want. I guess that's true. Thanks for making us go through that. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Uh... Yeah. I like to keep people on um, on edge, and you know, after That's eleven manipulative. years, I, gotta, I know after eleven years, I got to keep people on top. You know, and you never know what I'm going to do, so just be prepared. You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if anybody else, you know, got on Twitter more than once a month or Facebook or did any other social media stuff and they could fuck with me too but i'm the only one who does it so uh i, I did with screw with you i did i uh i got my army of darkness steel book and pretended i was you yeah i know you got yours early dude mine got delayed i was pissed <laughs> like, <I was> like <laughs> what the fuck did this guy get it and mine so well you do live know. god dang it i just knocked over something else <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're right no it's I, I know I live up here, but I usually don't have issues. In fact, I usually get my stuff really early in the morning. But I don't know what happened with that one. And sometimes with Amazon, I don't get it right away. There's like this guy has every other edition of this. He's not going to yeah. care if He's it's good. a day late. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was cool watching it because, I mean, it, when you see a movie as many times as I have, you see it in 4K and you see little details or, you know, uh, richer colors. It's really fun do you um, think in like five or six years we'll be uh doing this all over again in 8k maybe but you know I'm, i've always have the um the mind frame i mean how much better could it possibly look um and i kind of like what um movie studios are doing now is they make it look uh you know 
sharper resolution, more colors come out, but they're keeping the film quality of a lot of them. Remember early in the Blu-ray days where they digitally cleaned up them so much that it just looked too squeaky clean? Yeah, and, really waxy. Yeah, but now they've um, they've said, oh, it looks better when it you know, has some sort of grain and film look to it, so yeah, I, I appreciate it. When they were doing that high frame rate push, you know, they're like, this is the future. This is how people are going to watch movies. And, you know, you watch The Hobbit and you're like, uh, this is too real. <laughs> like, yeah. It, this is daytime it soap opera. Out. In fact, did we, I only saw the first Hobbit in that high frame rate. I don't think I saw the other ones because I said, oh, I think they know, stopped after that first one. I don't think the other they? two had it at all. I oh, haven't well, seen any movies probably, have it since. That's probably another reason why, too. Because I was like, because I, I mean, Sure, it looks cool, but it was really distracting when people were walking. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like so you had motion smoothing left on your TV or something. Yeah. So it was just, uh, but yeah. So I, I really appreciate what they're doing now um, in that regard. Isn't that interesting? Like how a more realistic frame rate is off-putting. I wonder if you showed like a baby <laughs> forty-eight frames a second for like their entire life. Like they would be okay with it, whereas people who up yeah. like us who grew up on twenty four frames, you know, and twenty nine point nine seven are just like ew. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I have, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's because obviously it's ingrained in us the twenty four frames. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I guess if everything came out at high frame rate, then maybe eventually you'd be, you know, whatever. But because there are people don't who th- don't even care about that motion smoothing TV effect at all. Like, uh, like oh, that's different. Off. Well, yeah, because you're you're cinephile and you you have taste. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've just I've read online and I've uh, been around some people who are like, didn't notice. They're just like, yeah, it's just different, but it didn't wasn't worth me changing my settings to fix it. So. No, because uh, you know, there's some films that you know, one that I really. Well, uh, sometimes my TV reverts back to its factory settings, which has the motion smoothing on it and um, a couple other things that like affect it. So it gives it that soap opera look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I really noticed it, it was like a couple months ago. I was watching Attack of the Clones and the motion smoothing made it. So there was kind of like a blurry trail <laughs> of the spaceships. And uh Yeah. And the only reason I know it's in that one because it's everything's shot on green screen on the last two prequel Star Wars that I didn't notice right away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, but then I noticed when the ships were moving across the screen. It was weird. But anyway. Yeah. Anyways. I'm sure the listeners are that I know is really enthralling. Yeah. Um, please tell us more about technical specs of <laughs> the movies you watch. So, Brad, this week I forced you to go see Terrifier 2. <laughs> As uh, <it's> unforced. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recommend Terrifier 2? You know, this is hard because, you know, as soon as the movie starts and it has that 80s film look, I'm like, yes, I'm going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. But then you're two and almost a half, two, almost two and a half hours in, you're just like, I was sitting in my chair just going like with my head in my hands being like, just end already. Please end. <laughs> um, I've had enough of this. Uh 
he has some cool stuff about it. And then there's a lot of just like gratuitous, unnecessary, extend the runtime, boring shit. Um, you know, some cool gore stuff, but super excessive and some supernatural things that you're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, you couldn't save any of this for a third movie. <laughs> like, yeah, they really packed everything into this. So, um, yeah, I think if you just want gratuitous kills, this is a movie for you. Um, if you're looking for something a little more cerebral, I'd say pass. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one because actually I really enjoyed it because I liked the first one a lot. Um, I love the story behind it where this is completely crowdfunded. Um, they did a GoFundMe page and they wanted to raise, I don't think like 1.5 or 2 million or something. And it did that in the first like 24 hours. So then the stretch goal was to make um, the centerpiece kill with that girl that he turns into kind of like a puppet. Um, the writer director says, I have this really cool idea, but it's going to cost it's something like, I think that scene cost $500,000 or something. And it ended up raising, I think another 1.5 or $2 million. So he did, he made it as long as it was and as excessive as it was because of the support he got from the fans, which I kind of respect him for, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'll power to him. Like that's not an easy feat. So Yeah. There's clearly a fan base for this art, the clown character, and you know, the effects are cool. Like, um, yeah, but it's just like as an experience, I just wanted it to end sooner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I mean, I would, but there's always the caveat is I think you have to watch the, I mean, you don't have to watch the first one to see this one because it doesn't really tie that much to the first one, a little bit it does. Um, but I think to enjoy it, you have to kind of know what you're getting into, if that makes sense. Um, and so yeah, I had fun with it. And here's the trailer for Terrifier 2. So, did you figure out what you're dressing up as tomorrow? He wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last year. Oh, you're not doing that. It's just a costume. You think that guy's still out there? What's up with you and this clown all of a sudden? You're like obsessed. They never found his body. What if he decides to come back here? I wouldn't worry about it. Wait a minute, aren't you that guy from the costume shop? Sir, what are you doing? It wasn't me. He was covered in blood on his shirt and his hands when he got here. I'm telling you it was him, Ellie. Right down to the little black dot on the tip of his nose. You're really weird, you know that? <laughs> I believe him. About what? Something really bad's gonna happen tonight. No, I, I know when Jonathan's lying, okay? I, I could hear it in his voice something's something's wrong look we're gonna have fun mm -hmm. stress-free environment yep. speaking of surprises kids we have a very special guest with us today all the way from miles county please welcome art the clown
Uh, at the end of the first Terrifier, Arthur Clown shoots himself in the head, and um, that's the end of his reign of terror. And did you you saw the first Terrifier, right, Brad? I did. Yeah. So that one girl who survives, her face is all fucked up, and she goes on a talk show and she mutilates the host. And um, so there's a little bit of that in it. But I, I thought it was really interesting at the beginning because. Art the Clown seemed like he was surprised that he was still alive and he doesn't fully understand what's going on with him. And yeah, it's him coming back to life and killing people on Halloween. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of fluff in it. I didn't understand for a movie that's almost two and a half hours long. They didn't explain um, like the father's connection to whatever happened. I don't know if it's because the father had a brain tumor and he could see stuff that other people couldn't see. I was hoping the... that we were going to find out that their father was Art the Clown. Like, he went insane and became Art the Clown. See, yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, th- there was more to it than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's um, why there's, like, a notebook of drawings that this kids find. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I enjoyed it more than you did, but I, I think you're right in in, regar- in regards to it keeps going and going and you think there's going to be some sort of resolution to the supernatural stuff to the dad. Um, but there's never really anything that's resolved. Yeah. It's, uh, just, it's just more and more like, Hey, this is a cool thing we can do. Let's do it. And so yeah. like that whole final fight with the girl is just like, you know, she puts the, the rebar through his skull and you think that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Uh, it's such a definitive kill, but then he comes back yeah. and then he gets killed by something less than that. Well, I guess his head chopped off. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just like, well, what does that even mean at this point? Like he got yeah. like the rebar through his face. He gets like stabbed multiple times. Like, you know, I forgot a bunch of other things that happened to it, but like that final fight just feels like so long. And so, you know, just when yeah. you think she's rising like a Phoenix, she dies again, then comes back another time. It's just like, Oh my God, just pick one. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't disagree. And um, you know, but I did love it's funny that <laughs> you and excessive because you love stuff like Father's Day. Um but yeah. the but I love the scene where she was dreaming about that girl with the banjo singing the clown song. I mm-hmm. thought it was like really creative and I mean it really didn't serve a purpose for the story other than Hey, I have this cool idea of him attacking people on this kid show. Um, but it's it was a just, Freddy Krueger inspired, like yeah, haunting her in his dreams or her dreams. And, and or... I, I'm not sure the dude who plays Arthur Clown, but he's really good. Um, the way yeah. he moves and how he acts without saying a word. Um, yeah, he's really expressive and uh, generally creepy. But then, like uh, the mom and the and the son. Uh, yeah. Like the mom just like she'll just drop. Not that I'm like offended by language, but it was really weird for her to like just drop f bombs yeah. in her conversations. You know, her character was really inconsistent, and I think that has a lot to do with. Again, I like the the director and writer, but it seems like um the bad thing about no one this is completely crowdfunded. He can do whatever he wants. Is no one's gonna tell him to you know? Hey, maybe go over the script one more time and polish the character of the mom up a little bit 
because you're right. There'd be one moment where she's like, fuck you, you little bastard. And then the next scene, she's all loving and caring. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Um, but I, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. And I mean, if you're going to see this, do know that, I mean, it is pretty raunchy and there's lots of like extreme gore in it. Um, yeah, like I, I like, I like, yeah, I like gore effects and everything, but man, there were just some scenes like when they're just brutal, like they're just mean. Um, oh, yeah. Like I'm just putting my head, my head in like space into in the actresses enduring what's <laughs> going on. Um, like the one girl is like being held down on the bed and like slashed and, um, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the I'm... final girl just gets beat up so much. And, uh, um... oh, yeah. When I was, and and my theater was packed. Was your theater packed? Yeah, it was about a third full. Mine was packed. I could hear people gasping when he was doing that to that last girl, and then he started like pulling her heart out and stuff. <laughs> there was audible gasps in my theater. Yeah, um, definitely did not skip on the the gore effects, and then. There was one weird thing that I thought was kind of creepy. Like, I'm sure the final girl actress is probably like in her 20s or something. Mm-hmm. But in but in the movie, the story wise, she's you know a high school kid. Yeah, and she has like that shower scene with the side boob. I'm just like, uh, probably could have cut that. Yeah, uh, she's 18. She's a senior. Doy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Makes it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, 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 like I said, hats off to a guy who got, uh, the crowd funded him and what, I mean, I do appreciate that he put all that money on the screen and he really truly made a film that the fans wanted to see. And I I think I read that it made over a million dollars this weekend. Yeah, it was pretty popular. So that's, that's good. Not bad for movies, (laughs) like not, you know, publicly marketed, you know? Yeah, not marketed and not rated and extremely gory and um yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um super fascinating and um cuz you know the first time, you know, Brad, we saw the first appearance of Art the Clown, do you remember? I you guys did. I actually wasn't at that screening, but I was at the Telluride Horror Show that year. Oh, you so weren't at that screening? I thought I was you watching were. the booth. Oh. Yeah, I saw it on Netflix later. So Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But it's interesting the progression of Art the Clown, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's coming up, he's going up there with all the greats, you know. Yeah, because in All Hallows Eve, I think he's only in it maybe five minutes, ten minutes, whatever that uh, segment where he's at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that the actor who plays him in the last two movies is not the same one. I don't believe. Um, oh, I thought it was the same guy the whole time. Yeah, I think they changed them, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Um, so yeah, if you want to see, I, I mean, I don't think it's. I think it's only one weekend that it was available, but um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be streaming pretty quickly. Yeah, oh, I will think it's Shutter or well, Bloody Disgusting. It's does Bloody Disgusting stream on Shutter? I don't know. Everything streams, but I mean, I'm gonna. I know there's gonna, they're going to make a Blu-ray of it because it's part of the stretch goals. So I'll be getting the Blu-ray and. Hopefully they'll have it. I mean, the Terrifier Blu-ray is really good, so hopefully the Terrifier 2 one is as well. Cool. This is the one big story of the week. Wahoo! It's real news! 
So people are really up in arms about Mario's voice. <laughs> and I, I don't understand. I, I, my argument always being is, is you can't, I don't think you, you can have an hour, 30 hour, 40 long minute movie with someone going, it's a me, a Mario, a Luigi, why don't you come over here and jump on the mushroom? Like, I don't think you can do a movie that long. Do you? I don't know. Hey, you're the one who wanted the purest uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, so they definitely dropped the ball there. Yeah, but you can't... I mean, even in the games, uh, he doesn't talk the whole time. Yeah. When they do... um, I'm just saying, if they they made an accurate movie, he would not talk the whole time. You know, you're right. (laughs) Uh, I mean, in the Mario and Luigi games, it's always mumbling. He goes... But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm cool with it. And I think um, Jack Black as Bowser is cool. I think the animation looks incredible. Yeah, so, it looks, looks great for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like and, another movie where like the main character is silent and the other characters talk around him. Yeah. You know, would have maybe Wally? I, I have a, yeah. I have so a feeling work. that if this is successful, I mean, the next one you would obviously adapt is Zelda, right? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, that's so, I mean, on, the, on, on the board for never years. Talks. I yeah, mean, they'll, they'll make him talk, though. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Are you gonna, people going to get mad because he's going to have a voice? I mean, when I hear it, it sounds like Chris Pratt doing like a New York accent, and that's no different than what Bob Hoskins did. And like, in yeah, you're talking to a guy who's fine with that movie, so I'm like, it doesn't bother me. Change it all you want. I know. I know, isn't it weird though? How, like, people are seriously pissed about it, and it's really bizarre. Uh, it's not surprising. Like, look how purist everyone is about Star Wars these days, or uh, you know how there's just a ton of stuff online about like Marvel shows and movies shouldn't be funny. You know, you're just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Oh yeah, I mean, people are review bombing She-Hulk, which I think is actually a pretty really fun show. Um, yeah, but and you, I think you just want to hear techno babble the whole time. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, and, and tonally, it's not like the other Marvel stuff, and that's okay. Like, yes, so what? It's, o- <laughs> it's okay that it's a sitcom, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's why their stuff on Disney Plus is it allows it to be different, where you're not constrained by a two, two-and-a-half-hour-long film where you have, you know... So, yeah, I, I disagree with the people review-bombing She-Hulk, too. I had a lot of fun. The last episode of She-Hulk was great with Daredevil. Um, yeah, just my opinion. And I, I, I'd i always reserve the right to see it. I mean, I think um, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. I mean, I think he sounds fun. It's How not the it? Mario Toad, <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, it's 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 better than the, the cartoon Toad, right? <laughs> yeah, where he's like, yo, Mario, what are we going to do over here? <laughs> that one always cracked me up. It did not fit his character at all. <laughs> like Toad's the New Yorker, yeah. Yeah. I want a piece of pie over here. But yeah, I, um, <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt was the only one that I noticed, like, that sounded like Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, Jack Black, if you really look for it, you can hear him, but he sounded pretty close to the traditional Bowser. And then, yeah, yeah, Keegan Michael Key, like, I'd even, I wouldn't even know it was him without the cast list. So, yeah. And, too, you know, it's a teaser. So I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be, like it's just a little bit of what's going on. 
And I mean, I think it looks fun. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, there will be story story trailer, I'm sure, in January or December. So yeah, because too the, the, I mean, there's the deep cut is the penguin people, you know, (laughs) that Bowser overtakes. And I'm just the whole time I'm thinking about how many times I dropped that penguin off the side of a oh god the cliff in Mario sixty four. Yeah, because you know you try to slide down the side of the mountain and whoops, (laughs) it happens. Yeah, well, I mean, the mom should be a little more careful with her little baby penguin. Yeah, maybe maybe they should build a wall of ice on the ledge. I know that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Or you know, put a little tether on the penguin, or I don't know. I mean, whatever it keeps baby penguins together. So that's it. That's the news story. Yeah, that, that's that's my news story. Cool. As um, our podcast has evolved over the last year or so, I've introduced new segments, and this one though is for both of us because um, I don't know how many people know this. I mean, I post about it every day on our Twitter feed, but it's um, spooky season, and every year you and I see a bunch of horror movies and it's something you started uh man how long ago did you start this uh just like curating horror movies for october for, for myself october yeah probably mid 2000s did you really yeah like kind of around working at hollywood video i guess yeah so because i steal everybody's idea um I decided last year that I was going to partake in this with you. And I had a lot of fun. And when I did it, I took, uh, there's a website called random movie generator and you can put, you know, just random movie or you can make it specific. So I just put in horror movie and then it randomly generates a horror film for me. And that's how I watched them last year. Um, this year I decided to actually start early um, because in something we call spooky season, you know, mid September ish, ha- Halloween candy starts showing up in grocery stores, you know? And so and I was you, like, you know what? And you just need a reason to get ahead of me. So yeah, that, yeah, it, truly, that's the real reason. Um, so this year I've made it a little different though. I am kind of just picking still random movies, but I have so many Scream Factory titles. That I just look at the Scream Factory and no joke, I literally just um, close my eyes and I spin my finger. And when I stop, um, that's the one I watch. So a perfect example is last night I watched Psycho 4, um, which is um, a really underrated sequel. And it was made for Showtime when it came out in 92. And it's one of the uh, last films that Anthony Perkins um made before he passed away so um it's really cool it kind of sometimes when you know uh the story of the monster uh you know the origin story it takes away but the norman bates story is really interesting um have you ever seen it brad not the fourth one well i haven't seen two three or four so in this one uh he calls into this radio show where they're talking about matricide and um and he explains why he killed his mom. And um, it, it's a really bizarre film. It's directed by Mick Garris, who's a really cool horror director. 
and um, it deals with like incest and murder and jealousy. It's it's a really crazy film, um, and you and the way it's shot and the way it's presented, you don't know if Norman Bates is telling the truth or if he's embellishing. If that makes any sense, um, because the scenes, uh, the flashback scenes almost feel like they're part of a dream or uh, a hyper version of reality. Um, So it's fun. And uh, I've also dived into, I've did ghost of a chance, which is an old Dick Van Dyke episode, um, which was fun. I did a couple Treehouse of horrors. I did some Buffy episodes. Um, And today I watched um, arsenic and old lace which is kind of a black comedy um, about uh, these two aunts who murder gentlemen callers who come to their house. Um, So it's uh, a little darker than it leads on to believe. Um, So so how are you doing in your uh, Halloween challenge this year, Brad? I think I'm like five behind you. That's pretty good. Do you have any um, titles that have stuck out that you haven't seen or are you just doing all repeat watches oh no i'm uh yeah i don't yeah i subscribe to like one streaming service at a time and yeah so uh right now i have uh hulu and so they've got like a hmm. huluween going on so oh okay uh, that's how i did like fright night and stuff and uh gotcha hollow man um and then uh i guess they debuted hellraiser so i checked that out the new hellraiser i'd never seen that... huh is it a good one i haven't had a chance to watch that yet you know, like I haven't seen any of the uh, previous Hellraisers, and I was like, "Holy crap!" There's a lot of them. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, um, Scott Derrickson's first movie is a Hellraiser movie. Uh, yeah, so this one, um, you know, it started out like, "Oh, okay, this seems like a traditional, um, you know, dumb young kids getting into trouble thing." Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the end, I was kind of intrigued because it seems like there's two storylines going on at the same time, and they mm. actually dovetail into each other at the end. Interesting. Um, and then uh, I was listening to the Unspooled podcast and uh, Amy Nicholson was talking about her, her interpretation of the Hellraiser movies where Paul Schubert was like, yeah, these are dumb, st- like schlocky movies. And then she's analyzing the subtext of like how there are these, I guess, treatises on pain um, mm. and enduring pain. Um, so, yeah, by the end of the movie, I was kind of like, that was actually kind of cool. And there's some like extreme gore effects in that, too. So um like people's flesh being peeled off and um yeah so the yeah the first one um is a lot like that too the practical effects in the first one are really awesome um i mean the story's silly but yeah i'm sure uh, it has like that 80s cheese to it yeah but i i heard the yeah i heard the new ones um a lot better than people are expected it to be yeah it's interesting there's like there was, you know, this hang of like, oh, you know, the new Hellraiser, the Cenobite is a girl, mm-hmm. is an is an actress, and like, I you know, I haven't seen the other ones, but it seems like the Cenobites have no personality whatsoever. So, like, what would you expect her to do with that beyond just being like a vessel for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Pinhead in it. I mean, he has kind of a personality, but. um it seems you know, pretty really dry, just, like Spock or something. Yeah, he's, you know, do you like pain is pretty much his <laughs> his range. Yeah, they're not Freddy uh, Krueger's, like, inventive. Yeah, and, no. 
yeah over the top and silly yeah um so yeah they did that and then um uh let's see i uh the the late night movie at the esquire was the craft um and i just needed to be at the esquire so i was like okay i'll watch the craft (laughs) and it was it was kind of fun up until like the last uh quarter of the movie when the girls turn on her (laughs) it's like it just feels like where'd this come from like yeah they got so uh power hungry really fast um so yeah finale kind of blew it for me but leading up to it, it you know it wasn't great but it was still kind of a fun buddy sort of comedy because they're having fun with it yeah i haven't seen it in years but i, I always remember it being an like an okay movie like a fun one nothing that changes a lot but it's you know it's fun yeah like, i'm not gonna rush out to see it again but you know, when i was watching i was like okay i can see the charm to this and why people like it um yeah that's about it i saw a movie called as above so below uh yeah i didn't see that one but is is that the catacombs one yeah the french catacombs found footage one um it's kind of everything you expect it to be so for a found footage movie you know it's it's a lot of darkness and then oh there's something in the background (laughs) um but there is one cool thing at the end where you know they've been walking deeper and deeper into this you know the catacombs and going going further and further into the earth and then when they get out they basically invert themselves so when they have to climb mm. out of the sewer they have to like flip the camera and themselves so that was pretty cool nice and there's some creepy images but yeah, you know, overall it's kind of like most found footage movies you've, you've seen yeah like, where like two of the characters have like their own and then yeah there's like a hidden story between like two of the characters that unravels yeah like a sub story hmm. so uh yeah, that's uh, I've I've kind of slowed down this past week, but I'm I'm ready to, you know, I'll probably just jump on like Friday Thirteenth and watch all, all of them and then catch up to you really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Um, did you watch the monsters? Uh, no, I think it looks freaking horrible, so I'm kind of holding out on it. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Although when I was watching, I was like, I mean, this I can kind of see this being the like it does remind me of the TV show, like how like the humor and the silliness of it, but. Uh, film quality, like it's very, yeah, the film quality, and I think the lighting, it really drives me crazy in it. Like yeah, it seems cheap. It seems like walking through like thirteenth floor or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know how. Zach thought maybe I'll ask him what he thought about it because, and then I the end know. is really bizarre. Like I was watching, it, like, and then uh, you know, this dude shows up the door with. Uh, a check for something i i was half paying attention to it because it was so bad and then it just ended <laughs> i was like this was the finale like this dude just shows up and pays them back like wow okay you know i honestly i don't i like i think two of rob zombie's films and i don't think he's that great of a filmmaker and i don't think his dialogue is that great so i don't have a lot of faith in it yeah not, definitely not like hey you guys should watch the monsters it's just like i did and i was like wow it wasn't totally terrible but it wasn't i was like i can't believe someone okayed this like the monsters is a a valued property 
um, and just feels like I don't know who. Um, forget who owns it. Let me see here. I think it's Universal. Universal. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be. Um, they're just like, yeah, give it to this. Give it to Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then they didn't stop it. <laughs> they watched the dailies and they're like, keep going. <laughs> keep collecting those checks. You know, it's just amazing with like the Adams family coming out and how well that did. And then they can yeah. make the monsters work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I never, I don't know. I wasn't impressed with the trailer. I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll see it. Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. Uh, do you have but more? Yeah. Uh, do you want to get, I'm getting the four minute message. Uh, no, actually, I, I mean, really the only other thing I saw was I watched uh, werewolf by night, which was really fun. I watched that too. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was a really kind of fun, like monster movie homage. And, um, my only grab is fun... it was 55 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like I was settling and... into it and I was like, it, it was over. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, th- and I think they realize they say, "Oh, people really like this because I know Man Thing has been trending a lot because um, it's a cool character, um, and it's, I mean, and it's pretty, I mean, it's black and white, so it's gory and it's not offensive, but it's a fun little thing. I had, I had fun with it. I hope they continue to make shorts like that or mini movies or whatever you want to call them." It feels like a Marvel one shot. Yeah, like a big budgeted, like yeah, one shot. You're right. Yeah, I don't know if it's even big budgeted. It kind of all takes place in that that tomb, and then I think the swamp outside, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I'd say is I think you know the the creature of man thing is pretty well made, and yeah, sure that wasn't cheap. Fully CGI or if he's a mix of both, but yeah, it looked pretty yeah, good. I'm not sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Everything else I've just been stuff I've seen and rewatched and um yeah. So is that the segment for out October we're just gonna talk about the horror movies? Yeah, it's just you and I, because I mean <laughs> but you can always add something else gratifying too. Well, I just uh I don't know if anyone wants to hear anything about Don't Worry Darling or Amsterdam. Oh, I mean it's our show, we can do whatever we want. Well, I'm not going to talk to you if you don't want. If you're not curious. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I am. I just haven't had a chance to see him yet. So, no, I, I do. I, I can either wait uh, and talk about them when you see them, or I can yeah, because um, I think I'm. I have to work uh, seven days this week, but I'm going to try to. Um, my wife, I think, is done with working this week, so I think when I get off work, I'm going to run down and see a movie every day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it'll work out and I don't get stuck at work. You know what I didn't talk about is the $5 deal that Alamo had going on and how much of a shit show it was. Was it really? Did you do it? Uh, I did. I went and saw a movie on a Tuesday afternoon. So you got the ticket price, yeah. So, yeah, but it didn't really matter because I have a season pass. So, yeah, what happened? Because I don't forget what movie i saw but mine was pretty painless well i uh i did the food one so wednesdays mm. i went to take advantage of the food because i was like there's 20 dollars stuff on this menu i want to try it for five dollars sure so week one i go i'm like haha 
I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to the server and I said, like, so, you know, appetizers, burgers, pizzas are $5 today. And I'm guessing that if I order two of them, the cheapest one will be the $5 one, right? And yeah. she goes, no, we'll credit the expensive one. I was mm. like, oh, sweet. Well, then I'll get the uh, monster veggie burger and a side of queso and chips. Yeah. So I did that. And then she disappeared. And I got a new server halfway through the movie. And sure enough, my check came and it was credited to the queso and chips. And I was like, well, oh, I shit. can't exactly say like, well, the server before you told me. <laughs> There's no like. Just no corroborating evidence yeah. <laughs> that that was a thing. So I just had to I had to eat that. And then I went back the next week and explained that situation. And they're like, oh, well, burgers aren't included in the deal. I was like, what? <laughs> mm. um, pretty sure they were. They're like, no. Uh, we had a meeting with a manager and they said that burgers, it's just appetizers and pizza. I'm like, huh, okay, well, I guess I'll get a pizza then. And you can only get one thing. You can't get like an appetizer five bucks and a pizza for five bucks. Yeah, it's one or the other. Oh, that sucks. So, um, yeah, I, just, I did the pizza. Yeah, I don't think I did the appetizer too, but um, yeah, so uh, then I went back the third week and you know, the guy came out right away with the burger thing. I was like, I swear burgers was part of the deal. And I looked it up and sure <laughs> enough, burgers, pizzas, and appetizers is right on the website as part of the deal. Um, but I was again, I ordered, I wasn't going to get into it. Um, and then the fourth week, um, I accepted that they weren't going to credit burgers. So I didn't bring it up mm-hmm. again, but, um, I did the pizza and the check came back and it still hadn't been credited. <laughs> I was like, can't believe this is still happening. And luckily, <laughs> like I just said, like, look, you know, this, this is supposed to be $5. She's like, Oh yeah, you're right. That's weird. That didn't get credited. But yeah, it was a four week deal. And every week I had an issue with it. Crazy. Yeah. I, I can't even remember. Maybe I think I saw barbarian for on like a Tuesday. That was the $5 thing. Cause now I think about it, that movie was pretty full for 11 AM on a Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do the the, the Tuesday stuff because like, yeah we have the season pass so it did, yeah you know. I mean it, it made no difference to me it's always I didn't cheaper. even remember until I was there <laughs> and it you know it's saying the ad they had come on so yeah they did raise it ten cents so that kind of sucks but the season yeah, pass I did, I did see that too I think it's weird that you paid the. $20 and they make you pay a convenience fee too. So you're actually paying like $30, $40 a month for it, you know? Or however many times you go see movies. Yeah. Extra. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is weird. And it didn't used to be a problem when it first launched because you could just go to the front desk and just, you know, not get the convenience fee to do it. Yep. So but now they make you use the fucking app. Yeah. And the thing that says about the app is you can't reserve seats, you know, more than seven days in advance so mm-hmm. if there's a special screening and i want to use the season pass like i can't yep if i want to it, like risk not getting to see it i know i still like your idea i didn't do it but i think next time i might where for friday the 13th part three where we canceled just before the movie starts and then re-log in and buy our same seat 
I might do that for because uh, they got the Knives Out screening in November, and I already bought mm-hmm. that, you know, at full price or whatever. So yeah, that's where I'm like, you know, if it doesn't or, work, I, I won't be too butthurt about it. I wonder if they see you do that, they suspend your account or something. <laughs> You'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why they they have that limitation. Like, why can't I just, you know, if it, if I'm able to cancel, then rebuy them. Like it just yeah. defeats the purpose. So, yeah, and I, you know, I was one of the like test people. I got randomly picked for the season pass before anybody else, and I didn't have to pay the convenience fee. And then the fucking pandemic happened, and they suspended my account because you know they didn't they weren't open. And then when they reactivated the season pass, <laughs> I started getting the convenience fee. Yeah, I, you know, it's only like. <laughs> 10 like you know almost two dollars extra like every time you go see a movie but i just kind of wish they would just like okay just make the monthly fee 25 bucks then like yeah yeah and it's weird too because it's you'd think that because they're charging your card a dollar 80 how much do they charge for every time you use a card i think it's like 80 cents to a dollar so they only make like 80 more cents off of it because they only charge your card so minimum yeah, if they want to save money, let me use the front desk people again. Like, yeah. and you won't get charged credit card processing fees. Yeah, or maybe they will. What do we know? Use a credit just, card. I don't know. We're just consumers, and it's not the worst. It's yeah, it's still way cheaper than me going oh, yeah, to see it. Way cheaper because I mean, I think now they're fourteen dollars a movie. Fifteen. So, is it fifteen? I think it depends on what time, like what time screening you're at, because. My my knives out glass onion ticket was fifteen bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, but that's yeah, also no. Westminster Theater, so they're also I think more expensive because they're new. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Alamo is still the best place to see a movie, and I mean, I understand why they do you know the five dollar things because they're trying to get more people in and, um, during a so slow season. Bring, yeah, yeah, and they're gonna it's gonna bring in a lot of people that don't normally go, and then it's gonna bombard the kitchen, and it's gonna have kinks, but you know. <laughs> But yeah, I just wish it was a smoother promotion. Like, get your people yeah. on the same page with, like, your yeah, website with like, Burger. So, because it seems like they rolled that out really fast. Even the um, like National Night Out at the movies, where all movie theaters did for three dollar tickets, it seemed like there was no um promotion for it. It was just like, oh, this next Saturday, it's three dollar tickets. <laughs> yeah, just snuck up on them. Although it feels like with the burger thing, like. Part of me was suspicious that it was part of the deal, but the Sloan's like Alamo just didn't want to lose the money on that. <laughs> so they just made yeah, that I mean, thing up. Because ground beef, you know, because I think their hamburgers are like half a pound. So that's kind of expensive. And you said you got a veggie burger. And for some reason, veggie burgers are more expensive than regular burgers. So yeah, so it's like a $20 ticket that I was about to pay $5 for. So yeah, I think they just didn't want to do it. Hmm. But anyway, yeah. But hey, um, we still love movies. In fact, we love movies so much that even when she's not here, because you know she'll never see Terrifier two. Corinne sent us her opinion on Werewolf by Night. Hey, 
nerds, Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I usually talk about something cool I've been watching lately. This time, though, I'm just going to share my thoughts on the new Marvel special event or special presentation, Werewolf by Night. I just finished watching it on Disney+, and gotta say, overall, I liked the first maybe like 20 minutes where it was this very like old Hollywood sort of feel like classic monster movie and then it just kind of kept going and the more it went on the I felt like it 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 kind of shifted around it didn't feel quite so old school it felt way more modern um I mean I was already a little a little skeptical when I saw the main gal's hairstyle and clothing, and I was like, uh, okay, so, like, what kind of era are we supposed to be in? Because everyone else is dressed as, like, you know, they could have been from, like, a 30s or 40s monster movie, um, or, or a Marvel superhero. They're wearing just kind of very specialized clothing, like, something that could, um, reasonably double as, like, old-school Hollywood or kind of, like, Marvel superhero monster hunter sort of garb. But then the main, um, the main lady comes in and she's wearing, like, leather jacket, tight pants, boots, and her hair's down. And I'm like, um, so I'm guessing 70s or later is when this is all supposed to take place. Um, because for the most part, they don't really have, like, a ton of technology and the stuff they do have is very retro so I was like oh maybe this is supposed to be set like in old Hollywood hence why it has this kind of old Hollywood style like this 30s and 40s sort of look to it and (laughs) no by the end they show off this whole group of like armed guards who have very modern um like armor and guns and uh weapons and everything so I'm like oh I guess this is just modern day and a lot of the decor and the sets and everything are just throwbacks because this is such an old family or, you know, kind of a little bit of like a knives out kind of a feel. It's like it looks old school because the family is old and they collected a bunch of shit and they didn't bother updating anything. But yeah, uh, uh, there were some really cool like old school touches where, like, the intro and the outro both had that very, very classic Hollywood look to them. There were parts in the film where you could see, like, little splotches or little, um, like, I don't know what you call it, but, like, where it looks like it's film, right? It's not digital. It looks like it's film, um, with, like, little splotches and little dots and things like that. Zach would probably know the technical terms for it, but, um... I liked that. I I liked um, that kind of old classic look to it. And I wish the whole, I I can't say film, the whole presentation had been like that. And instead of this kind of weird mix of things where, you know, there were very, there are very clearly times where the, it looked like very practical effects for some of the things they did. And then by the end, it's like, no, it's just another CGI fest, but this time it's in black and white. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I hated it, but I, I was a little disappointed because it started off so strong 
and I liked where it was going, and then they throw in this twist, and I was like, okay, like, I guess that's something different, and then it kept going, and I was like, um, well, I feel like all the tension's gone now, because now I know how it ends, so, yep, and then that's pretty much what happened, so, and there wasn't any kind of, like, real resolution to it either, it's just kind of like, oh, I don't want to go into spoilers too much, but this, you know, this big thing happens, and then, you know, this character gets to take over this family empire or whatever, and these other characters are running off in the woods just hanging out, and I'm like, so, does this change anything for this empire of monster hunters? Is this, you know, regime going to look very different going forward? Because that could kind of happen based on the events of the special presentation, but they don't, you know, there's no hints that that's what's going to happen. <sighs> I was just so so frustrated because I'm like, it had such a good start. And then it just kind of kept going downhill. <laughs> Ugh. I'm sure the other nerds loved it. I think I saw on Twitter that Brian, Brian enjoyed it. Maybe I'm misremembering, but yeah. Um, kind of don't understand why this was made. It didn't really have any kind of connective tissue to the MCU. I thought that it might factor into some kind of a larger picture. Nope, not as far as I can tell. I guess they just wanted to introduce, like, monsters and monster hunters into the MCU, but... I mean, didn't we already kind of have that at some point? I I really... Like, yeah, why, why, why does this exist? <laughs> I just wanted to do something different and cool, which in and of itself isn't a bad thing. I like that it was different than most of the other MCU stuff, but there definitely were those kind of very... <laughs> like, obvious, like, here, like, just so you'd, in case you forgot, this was an MCU product, because the whole first, like, 20 or 30 minutes are, like, really, really good, here's, like, a very obvious reminder, and then it's just this, like, slapdash scene of, like, Marvel humor, and it's, like, ugh, so awkward, and just, mm, oh, no, I, yeah, if I had to give it a rating, I guess I'd give it, like, a 3 out of 5, but, it's a low three. Maybe, nah, I can't give it two and a half because it was a little bit better than that. And also, again, without going too much into spoilers, the whole kind of last act is centered on this character dynamic that I felt like we should have built up more of. Um, if this had been a movie, which I feel like they were going to make it a movie and then they just... I don't know if they chickened out or they were just like, yeah, we don't want to put in the time and money... Uh, we just need something for Disney Plus, so boom, here we go. Um, but yeah, the, there should have been a little bit more between these two characters because of the, the way the climax goes, you, you feel like you need a little bit more personal investment between these two, like, yeah, and then it's very cliche, like, again, once you know what's happening, you know exactly where it's going, so, but, um, don't want to say too much more. So, yeah, I guess watch it if you want. It was, again, that first half was pretty good and kind of spooky a little bit. But then, yeah, once the second half happened, I was like, eh. So, okay, this is a little trite and boring, but all right. So, 
can't really recommend it, but I can't not recommend it. Because, like I said, I liked aspects of it, but gosh dang it, Marvel, why you gotta weigh down your own good shit with stupid crap? You have to have the Marvel baggage for all your shit, and it weighs down everything else. All the good stuff. Alright, rambled about this long enough, so watch it if you want, I don't care. Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. So I'll talk to you guys next time with something. Uh, Take care, have fun, see you at the movies. Bye! And surprise, surprise, she doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I don't know what to tell you. I know. I, 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 don't even, I don't even know what she likes anymore. She said she's sending me these messages all day. And of course, my favorite thing is to give her a hard time. Um, she, she liked Lego Batman. Oh, but that's a surprise. Every, yeah, everything else, she's like, fuck this and fuck that. <laughs> it's all fucking stupid because it's not English. <laughs> and I know she was really bummed that Amsterdam was originally going to be her movie of the week. <laughs> yeah, well, it might still be. No. We got some yeah, you space coming up, and uh, yeah, I, well, I, heard... I don't know because see, you know, I know you don't like doing film explosions, you know, editing them. But if we don't do it soon, you're going to be editing two really close to together. Oh, well, I, I think yeah, first week of November is our. I thought we were going to be... do weird our first week oh, in November. Yeah, that's right. Or is it the last? Because um... I mean, we could do the last week in October. Because I think the only thing I want to see is Tar is coming out. Yeah, because but... next week is Halloween ends, right? Yeah, and then Black, Black Adam. Adam, and then yeah, Tar, which would be weird. I've actually got an invitation for an early screening of that next week. Nice movie looks um, good. But yeah, but yeah, if we do weird the first week of November, um. Then we dovetail right into uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. and then uh, let's see, Glass Apple. Onion. <laughs> is it Glass Onion the week after that? Uh, is it the week after? Or is it the week? I don't remember. It's hard because it's not listed as a theatrical release. Release, so yeah. Um, I know the Alamo's getting it that week, so. If you guys manage to see it too, but also the menu comes out that week, and then you got yeah. Fablemans. Yeah, actually, maybe we should do it the last week of October because I'm looking at the release, and Tar is only going to be in four theaters, and mm, yeah, the only other movie is Pray for the Devil. Yeah, let's do it then. Because I mean, I I definitely want um, Weird to be our movie of the week. <laughs> totally. Because the following week, there's nothing else. Is Armageddon time with Anne Hathaway? I don't even know what the hell that is. Uh, yeah, it's a drama <laughs> with a vintage-looking poster. So yeah, that'd be a good week uh, to do weird, and then um, yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, and and then uh, yeah, the menu, and Man. then. The strange. <laughs> then the twenty third is Bones and All, Strange World, Devotion, whatever. I don't know. And the Fablemans, which would definitely be the film of the week. Yeah. And then December. 1st. And then Violent Night, which I think is <laughs> fun. <laughs> and, yeah, that'll probably uh, be our movie of the week then. Yeah. Then we have a week in between Avatar, so maybe we'll do like Strange World or something. A holdover. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
And then Avatar, so, yeah, so, I guess, we're actually going to do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we don't have really a choice. Mm. Mm. You never know. It might be a good movie, Brad. You never know. It's true. It's true. And you'd be like, God, I can't believe I even doubted this movie. Because it's so great. I've never seen the original, so it'd be really interesting for me to pick up and in, into the sequel. You still haven't seen the original? No. Weird. I, I had it's a, the highest grossing movie of all time, Brad. I guess I could have watched it the last couple of weeks because the re-release, which I, I guess it's probably going to make a billion dollars because those theaters are still pretty full for a re-release. Yeah. So it has some appeal that no one ever talks about, <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, next week will be uh, Halloween ends. Finally. And I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> If that means anything for a franchise that has done the ending like three times now. Yeah, I, I mean, I doubt it. Yeah. Ten years from now, mm. was it Universal? <laughs> like, <laughs> rolled out Mike Myers again. The trailer is weird that he's apparently been hiding in the sewers for five years, not killing anybody. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I think there's, obviously, I think there's something more to the story. Um, cause they, they hinted at in the last one that there's something supernatural about him. Yeah. But still super weird that a guy who has no problems just walking anywhere he wants and killing people instantly decides to take like a, a Batman sabbatical dark Knight <laughs> rises <laughs> seven years off type deal. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, they might explain it. They might not. I don't know. Cool. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you at the movies. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.